gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. You're listening to the Royal Rumble MVPs on Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet's main channel on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes and all good Android podcasting sites. My name's Ross McLeod and I'm joined today by some MVPs of our podcasting world. That's well, strange. Well, replacements. But still, you know, we're joined by people. If you'd like to have a look at our MVPs, our team, you can go over to suplexretweet.com and you can see the MVP style product we produce on Suplex Retweet, our normal channel, and Suplex Retweet Extra, available all the same stations I mentioned before, at Suplex Retweet, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and Suplex Retweet community is where you can tell us about your Rumble MVPs and your favourite Rumble moments. Now, let's meet the panel. First off, this is a man who recently left Morrison's meat counter and was struck down with what we all thought was bird flu. Is this because he fondled the chickens in Morrison's? Not for me to say... Not for me to say... But please welcome the poultry pumper, Jack Gray. Oh. So that's what you mean by getting the bumps. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello Jack, how are you? Oh. <laughs> um, hi. Hello. That's all I get. Right, come on Jack, don't cock it up. <laughs> up next, a man whose recent engagement proves if you get a girl drunk enough she'll say yes to anything. Please welcome, Daniel Campbell. <laughs> Ask you don't get. This is coming from the master of Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, Jesus. a man who a man who Gary Kernahan describes as white viscera. He's ESSR's largest love machine. He's Alan McLucas. <laughs> well, you know what they say. I get a lot of love for everyone. I like to share the love. And up next. The winner of 2019's Royal Rumble quiz, a man who tortured Scott for years. Over 44. How fitting was it last week that he went out in round four? Please welcome fifth place in the 2020 Royal Rumble quiz. He's David Hockney. Hi Ross. You know what? I was expecting much worse from you there, given I the think the fact, I think the fact that I brought the Rumble quiz hurts you more. I've never yeah. seen somebody more fizzing. Yeah, I was fuming <laughs> because of numbers as well, because that was oh, no, no. furious. <laughs> and finally, the bellowing tones of the only ring announcer who doesn't need a microphone. He's the loudest man in any ICW crowd. He's Quacky Aji. Oh, hello. I'm saying this in a quiet voice <laughs> to just prove the point that, yeah, piss off, Ross. Quacky, you can still eat George Square. He's like one of the greybeards in Skyrim. He, even a whisper could kill the world. <laughs> Right, so today's show, as we mentioned, is all about Royal Rumble MVPs. What makes a Royal Rumble special? Is it someone who eliminates a lot of people in consistent rumbles? Is it someone who has multiple wins? Is it someone who's amassed a cumulative time that's quite impressive? Or is it just someone who's always a threat? Someone who makes a Rumble feel special? The likes of John Cena and Roman Reigns, they're always there or thereabouts. So, we're just going to go around the panel today and we're going to pick our Rumble MVPs. And we're going to start with 
David Hockney. Mm-hmm. David, who have you picked for your Rumble MVP? The person I've picked is someone who, over the course of 11 Rumbles, has accumulated over five hours of time in the Royal Rumble match itself. Now, he's never won the thing, but I think the key to being a standout player in a Rumble is longevity. And nobody's lasted longer in a Royal Rumble, like, collectively, than Le Champion Chris <laughs> Jericho. Okay? Cool. His best time, 2017, and that was his last sort of official Royal Rumble, excluding Greatest Royal Rumble, obviously, he lasted over an hour. But more often than not, he lasts at least half an hour every single time, getting at least maybe one or two eliminations both times. And you know you say, you know, most eliminations could prove like they're a proper MVP. Now that is true, but look at the number of Royal Rumble winners who had probably there or thereabouts the same number of eliminations, all because they survived until the end. And I think that's the key to a Royal Rumble MVP is that there's their rate of survival, like how long can they go? And Chris Jericho has by far gone the longest compared to anyone else. Yeah, well, Quack, your, your favourite of all time mm-hmm. is Chris Jericho. Do you agree with some of the comments? Oh, they've yes, made? absolutely. However, sometimes, um, I mean, whether it's debatable or not, he's quite good at staying down low and evading things and that obviously extends the time. However, it's all clever and it's all things that I like from Le Champion. <laughs> you need to say it properly, David. Le Champion? Is that better? No. That was worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Let, almost... Let's just say that's now the official advert for Brexit there. He doesn't have... <laughs> He doesn't have a deep voice, but when he does these things, he goes look very gravelly. A little bit of the bubbly. He goes gravelly. He goes yeah. full quacky. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly, polo, bubbly, polo. <laughs> uh, Alan, there always seems to be someone uh, that lasts, you know, that hour or that, you know, that 40 minutes, but. Chris Jericho, a lot like Shawn Michaels in the 90s, is always that guy that's entrusted to be the Iron Man. He's someone who can, you know, we see daft spots with the likes of Jack Gallagher with the umbrella. We see things like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, uh, promos with Enzo and Cass when he was number one and uh, Colin Cassidy was number two. You know, there's just so much entertainment value in Chris Jericho. As David says, he never eliminates many people in the one Royal Rumble, but he always brings a bit of entertainment value. Oh, absolutely, that's it. He's, you know, if he's in, the fans are going to be entertained, he's going to react to it. He's also very good at putting people over, so that spot you mentioned with Jack Gallagher, that put him on the map for a lot of mm-hmm. people, because a lot of people didn't watch 205 Live, mm-hmm. so look, who is this guy umbrella? Oh, well, hang on, Jack seems to be getting off on that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it helps. Rephrase that, please. <laughs> Jericho did actually tweet uh, the other day, it was a... Uh, it's a throwback to when Jack Gallagher got an umbrella stuck in Chris Jericho and he retweeted it saying, I absolutely love this. He did. And, you know, it's a very solid shout. You know, mm-hmm. he, he has the full package. Mm-hmm. Jericho has the absolute lot. He's got the charisma to pull off. He's got the technical ability. He's got the physical ability in regards to endurance to actually keep performing. Mm-hmm. Just we've watched guys you know and these guys are supposed to be the fits the fit and you know 10 minutes in and they're absolutely pissing the sweat look at mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar yeah. 30 seconds and he's drunk you know he's clearly no fit enough to keep doing this but Jericho goes on and, and other than the fact you can see his hair's getting messed up and <laughs> he's starting to look like you know got the shockwave's gorilla got him <laughs> you wouldn't actually know he'd been in there for like 40 minutes mm-hmm. yeah uh, Daniel something David touched on when he made his point was that he's never won it but a lot of the time Chris Jericho's WrestleMania feud 
is determined either at the Rumble pay-per-view or in the Rumble match itself. Best example, 2003, he got Christian to do his entrance for him and then snuck up behind Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels first eliminated with very little offence. You know, he provided that big pop and it led to a storyline to one of the best WrestleMania matches of the Ruthless Aggression era. You can't deny that. He absolutely, when he when he had that programme, Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho, you were gripped it straight away from that promo they did, was it December or maybe November mm. they did that promo in, on mm. the highlight reel? <laughs> Just from that moment you thought, okay, there might be something there. Rumble comes along, you're like, oh, we're going to get it, particularly when Michaels comes back later on and mm. actually tosses Jericho out. Yeah. That spot sold it for me. He minded the car. And, <laughs> and it was... It led to one of my favourite WrestleMania matches of all time, like Jericho and Michaels. Like, he's, he's brilliant at what he does. Mm. But the best in the world at what he does? Maybe. Yeah, but on that note, actually, How dare you <laughs> statistically, Chris Jericho's best rumble, because he eliminated six people and lasted 39 minutes on the dot. Nice. Damn. Well, we're going to go to Jack there, but you know, nice, <laughs> wee, bit, nice wee bit of analysis there for, from I'm David. That's man. That's plenty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, uh, Jericho, as we said, is there, is there much more we can touch on on Chris Jericho and our Royal Rumble match? No, I don't ever just call maybe a bottom rope hugger. Yeah. In the sense that, like, that's how he gets his length and he, mm. he knows what he's doing. He's always an enjoyable watch. He's always someone that's going to get a a cheap pop, an easy market, uh, the fans mm-hmm. is going to be there, so a good reliable person to have in that match to mm-hmm. get enjoyment out of it. So He also, he adds that bit of star power, you know, 2013 uh, did have a lot of star power in the likes of, you know, Dolph Ziggler at his peak, you know, you had John Cena, you had Ryback, you had Randy Orton, you had Big Show, but his return, you know, you know, he, the feud with Dolph Ziggler, he lost the loser leave Raw match. He comes out in number two, another long spell. Have you got the time he lasted there, Dave? Yep, uh, 2013, 47 minutes. Like, 47 minutes. And it was just such such a pop. You know, you see the camera shaking because the arena is just going wild for Jericho. You didn't think, you know, his 2012 return could be pop, uh, topped, sorry. But then that pop just proved, you know, he's a timeless competitor. Ah, he just has that. Yeah, it's just the it factor. He is. He's mm-hmm. just the start. Anywhere he goes, he's going to get that. Mm-hmm. Right, he could come back even with his AEW affiliation, and he's still mm-hmm. going to get that. <sighs> yeah, it's just. He's just one of those people. He, I think his attitude era, his WCW days, his ruthless aggression days, <laughs> and someone who has caught the imagination of so many eras of wrestling. Um, as we know in WWE, they like to wipe the record of people that have for whatever reason betrayed them in any way <laughs> or done something that they want to wipe off the history books or whatever. I'm just wondering, are they going to try and push somebody to have that, someone like Daniel Bryan, to have that kind of beat the five-hour record? Well, Daniel Bryan's hour and 13 minutes and the Greatest Royal Rumble, they've included the Greatest Royal Rumble in canon. Mm-hmm. Some of his 459 is included in that. Um, but I think you might be right. Someone like maybe... Finn Balor, the NXT guys are in this year. He's already went an hour and one rumble, but it will be quite a while before it's a race because the closest person is Triple H at just over four hours, as we mentioned on last yeah. week's rumble quiz. Oh, just like, don't, you don't don't catch him yet. Yeah, Triple H will jump yeah. in just for the 37 greatest, minutes. Not, he didn't really contribute much given his greatest Royal Rumble appearance because he only lasted like three minutes. It was last one in, wasn't it? Yeah, last one in and only one elimination. 
for the elimination. Oh, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, yeah. Uh, yeah. Him and Shawn Michaels always seem to eliminate Shelton Benjamin. It's just a, yeah, it's a mean, horrible thing for Shelton. I'm pretty sure Shawn Michaels eliminated him two years in a row as mm. well. Yeah. Um, just quickly before we move on to Adam's <laughs> pick for his MVP. Do we think, and I'll just go around the room and you can give a wee 30 second explanation. Do we think he should have won the 2012 Royal Rumble? Bear in mind he ended up in the WWE title match anyway at WrestleMania. Do we think he should have won it? Or do you think it was right to have Sheamus won it, uh, David? Yes, definitely. But I think he should have made his 2012 return in the Rumble match itself and then won it. Because rumours have it that the only reason Sheamus won was just for the sake of a surprise because Jericho seemed too obvious. But, you know, at the end of the day, Jericho did get his WWE title match at Mania. So I suppose the ends justified the means. But it would have been great if he got a Royal Rumble win under his belt and this would have been the time to do it. So, yeah, he definitely should have. Something I will say is that 2012 Rumble did not have a lot of star power. Jericho was needed for that. Mm. And it was needed to be announced, I think. But on the subject of Sheamus being a surprise, I don't know about you, Alan, but I, looking at that Rumble prediction at the time, I thought if it was going to be a SmackDown guy, it was going to be Sheamus. And if it was going to be a Raw guy, I think it was obvious it was going to be Jericho. Yeah, pretty much. And I think it was right to have Sheamus to, to win that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we caught the... Arguably the greatest ever intro match at WrestleMania. Thank you, Quacko. And I don't think there's any as great as Jericho is. Mm-hmm. I don't think he could have pulled off a six-second match. Whatever it was, he couldn't have done 18 it. Seconds. Eighteen seconds. Eighteen seconds. <laughs> right, but let's be honest. Actual physicality. You're talking about five, six seconds. So I don't think Jericho could have pulled it off. He's ah, but the, the, the kiss was a solid 11 seconds, and that's a big part of that. Well, Sheamus wasn't involved in the kiss. The, the foreplay <laughs> went longer, <laughs> but it was an important <laughs> part. Whereas, it's great, I don't think he's a guy who's believed he's got the power to knock somebody at their feet that quickly uh. and take it. Because him and Daniel Bryan, there's not much difference, but between Sheamus and Daniel Bryan, it was about sixty pound of difference. Mm-hmm, so it was believable. Mm-hmm. And, and just, as David said, and you said as well, he got his WWE title match. You know, it was a good match. Um, so I still think it was the right move. Jack, do you think Sheamus should have won that Rumble, or do you think it should have been a sort of feather in the cap of Jericho, just the last thing he's not really done? Yeah, I think, I think Jericho should have won. It should be the kind of only thing to kind of talk that he's not mm-hmm. done yet. I feel like. Sheamus is someone at that time you could have put on a good bet he would have won a rumble at some point mm-hmm. and with Jericho being about that time you didn't really know how many appearances he was going to make left yeah. how much time he does actually have to win a rumble so I felt if there was a moment of should have been then because Sheamus could have won it however many years after or whatnot. Uh, Daniel Jericho or Sheamus for me Jericho it would have it would have added to me, for me it would have added a lot more to the, the title match mm-hmm. with Punk because you're thinking he's came in on this momentum of he's just came back and won the Rumble. Mm-hmm. That really puts him as a credible threat. Mm-hmm. And what they did storyline-wise was brilliant enough, but I think if they had the Rumble win in there, would have been a bit more. Something I will say just before we move to Kwaku for his opinion. Um, I always feel, see if it comes down to two people, and Jericho and Punk already had the interaction on Twitter, no, I'm the best in the world, stop stealing the gimmick, blah, blah, blah. When the storyline's already there, I don't think the Rumble wins there. Whereas Sheamus and Daniel Bryan had no history, no further interactions. I think the rum- the Royal Rumble match itself was needed. Uh, Quacker, obviously, you 
Jericho's your all-time favourite. Do you think he should have won it, or are you happy that Sheamus won it? I'm happy Sheamus won it because mm. it led to that epic match. WrestleMania. <laughs> well, you could have had that epic match without the Rumble win. Yeah, but it just added that extra layer, and it made it concreted why it's a main event match. Because remember what we said about first of the list that that the first show, the first match is just as prestigious as the last, mm-hmm. and because Sheamus was going in as a Royal Rumble winner, it was a main event. Also, thing you run up to that. Sheamus not unbeaten from between the rumble right to that moment. He I had. I don't think he lost a match. His face turned. He sort of turned face against Mark Henry. He lost to Mark Henry, but it was by count out, so he was protected. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, as you said, SummerSlam onwards, unbeaten, mm-hmm. unbeatable. Yeah. Because he, he ran through everybody. He was like the new Undertaker on SmackDown. That was who Teddy Long put you against. Such a good match that WrestleMania. It was so, actually. <laughs> I took a bit of my sandwich, I turned away, took a bit of my sandwich, and the bro kicked it hand and went, what happened there? Three <laughs> <kilo."> what? <laughs> uh, so, David's um, MVP is Chris Jericho, mm-hmm. now moving on to Alan. Alan, who have you got for your MVP? So I've been toying between two, mm-hmm. and I thought, I was kind of going to go for the obvious one, which I no doubt will be mentioned probably later on, Stone Cold, but then I thought, I can't do that, it's just too dirty. So I had to go with my main marker. I went for The Rock. Nice. Mm. Bit left field, and... We have analysis here. Dave <laughs> wasn't the only one that had time to lunch. Okay. <laughs> so, he actually appeared in four rumbles. Mm-hmm. The boss they ever finished was seventh. That was his debut one in 1997. Vader eliminated him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Does four include the one when he helped at Roman? No. 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 His last official rumble entry was 2001. Wow. Last to eliminate the round last week. So, kind of like Dave. His average time in the Rumble is around the half hour mark. He mm. spent just around the two hours in the Rumble. Mm. So you're getting half of the match with him in it. The most electrifying, most entertaining wrestler, in my opinion, ever. Mm. I don't ever see anything like it. Uh, just to continue again on obviously how he's performed. 98, he was a runner-up. Mm-hmm. came in at number four. He was the Iron Man of that Rumble. Mm-hmm. 51 minutes, 32. Kind of reminds me you talked about earlier on, the bottom, road, bottom rope hugger. He did that several times. My favourite moment is when I believe it's Cactus. No, is it? It's Cactus that beaten down. Uh, oh, is it Chainsaw Charlie? Chainsaw Charlie, that's that. And he gets up to go involved. He goes, Nah. He goes and lies in the corner. <laughs> like, and he's also like, you end up screaming, Die, Rocky, die. Uh-huh. You know. And I'm sitting there going, That is just beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, then obviously next time he, he enters the Rumble is 2000, which. The great one won it. Yep. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says, he won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, the I, whole big show debate. Yeah. Yeah. He won. <laughs> uh, 2001, again, he had a really solid run in it. He came in at number 13, lasted just under 40 minutes and came third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think obviously a lot of that, obviously the, the half hour average does come from the two rumbles themselves, uh, the 2001 and the 1998 where he came runner up. I really do enjoy the spot in the 98 one where eventually Chainsaw and uh, Cactus realise that we can go after him and they've got the bin on top of them and they're just beating the bin yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> with like kendo sticks and chairs for minutes on end. Um, he is someone who hasn't been uh, in many matches as you mentioned, he's only been in the four, but his appearances at the Rumble pay-per-view, the, the undisputed title match with Jericho, the WWE title match with... Uh, Mankind, he's certainly a Royal Rumble pay-per-view MVP. Mm. He's one of these people who just... I think he's kind of like AJ Styles just now. 
AJ Styles has got to be in the Royal Rumble this year, but you don't picture AJ Styles being in the Rumble because he's been in the WWE title match so often. Mm-hmm. And you seem if you forget that AJ had that electrifying debut in the Rumble, and you forget The Rock lasted on average, as you mentioned, yeah. half an hour. And other things weird like some people don't include losing the Rumble as mm-hmm. a loss, mm-hmm. right? So some people are like, oh, you came here yeah. middle class. So if you're going to go over that logic, he's only lost once at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view his whole career, mm-hmm. and that was to Jericho. Exactly, not exactly a... He's won the WWF yeah. title and WWE title, and I quit match 99 against Mankind, and then he beat Punk, Punk. and he Punk's reign, and then Punk. he's performed consistently well, and he's won the Rumble, and he... For my, me personally, I know a lot of people in here think the 2001 Royal Rumble is the best ever. I love 2000. I was watching mm-hmm. 2000 last week and seeing things I forgot about. What happened? It was absolutely tremendous. <laughs> Great pay per view, and it's only two and a half hours. <laughs> Can I ask so much more? <laughs> take the NXT. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> Triple much. H taking the Attitude Era logo, uh, sorry, style to NXT for their takeovers. Yeah. They're only two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel, something obviously Alan mentioned. The Royal Rumble 2000 is sort of like an attitude era, you know, who's, it's basically the cast of here, uh, Smackdown 2. Very much, yeah. I, do you think Rock comes in, I believe, 24, 24, 25? Number 24. 24. Um, and that Rumble, there was only really two obvious picks to win that Rumble. There was himself and Big Show. Do you think that Rumble could have benefited from Rock coming in earlier? And do you think we'd look better on The Rock? if he won from an earlier number? I think my opinions of Rock entering at 24 was the like the best position he could have entered. Mm-hmm. Like, cause if he had entered early, then a lot of the sort of comedy segments they were trying in the Rumble, particularly with Kai and Tai doing the run-ins, yeah. well, half of Kai and Tai by the time the Rock's in, because yeah. Takamichi is knocked out in the back. <laughs> but, um, so it was Fanaki? No, no, t- Taka uh, was... Yeah. Taka no, no, Taki was. Uh, he's right. Did yeah. I apologise? Yeah. Yeah. I, t- uh, I, I, I know my Kai and Tai. <laughs> I guess it's always right. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, David. Oh, yes. uh, but when we, when you look at Rock's performance in that match, it was easily the best way they could have gone with it. If Big Show had, like, if they actually decided to go with that angle of Big Show actually being the winner, mm-hmm. I think people would have maybe Sarah done that, yeah. like quite a lot. But having Rock win was just the best way they could have done it. And I did like is. His attitude afterwards, because he did have that sort of character album where it was like, "Yeah, I don't care, I, I, I won," and he just goes, mm-hmm. "Yeah, you're right. You might have hit first. I might have hit first, but I still won, and I'm going to WrestleMania deal <laughs> with it." <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. He's, he's pro well in the night. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I don't care what you're going to do to me. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. I'm going to WrestleMania." Mm-hmm. You know, and he's somebody really really smack down in the big show, which he does because he wins, of course. So it was a brilliant. It's just it was superb. And the thing is, as well, just for timing wise. Guess how long he was actually in the match for? The one he won? Mm-hmm. He's in for about 50 minutes, I think. Not far off. 14 minutes, 47. Nice. <laughs> he's, he's only in 97 of his debuts as short as a peak appearance. 13 minutes and one second. Because I, I know he gets eliminated by number 30 uh, in the 97 rumble because Vader comes out and he just goes in a big... Vader was the monster yeah. at the time, he just goes in a tear. And Rocky's the new guy at the time, so it's just, out you go. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like when... Mark Henry comes in and sees Jack Gallagher. Out you go, take your brolly with you. Um, yeah, that, that is a quite a left field pick. It's not somebody I'd have picked for the simple fact. His rumble appearances, you know, he helped Roman, but he wasn't in the rumble. He beat Punk, he fought Jericho, he fought Mankind. They're more the things you think of. You, you forget that one, that he won one, and two, 
as you mentioned, a half an hour average time. Mm-hmm. Going the Ironman, runner-up in 98, you know, a young guy only lasting 13 minutes still, it's fair enough. But then 40 minutes in the 2001 Rumble, and that is one that's almost labelled as possibly the best of all mm-hmm. time. You know, you've got The Rock, Austin, Undertaker, Kane, Haku, as we learned last week. <laughs> Drew Carey. <laughs> Drew Carey, Rikishi, you know, Kane, the Hardy Boys. So many great people in that. And is it true he's only got 10 eliminations? Is it 10 all in? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. A 10 eliminations. Yes. Well. Also, like, talking about when he was in 98, that's what made him. Yes. That's the breakout. Mm-hmm. Because that had no pull power that Royal Rumble field back. Mm-hmm. There really wasn't many stars. You had Sam Rock that was really it. So the fact that they put the trust of this young guy who somehow has managed to turn the whole world against him <laughs> and go just piss them off, just go mm-hmm. and just let Steve throw you over the end. And the way they did it, it just made him and it just that's the moment you knew he's the guy, he's the future, and it just made him. It's something that legitimised I think Austin as a face as well, just before we move on, because he'd won the year before. Yeah. They did the whole final four. Austin doesn't go to WrestleMania, it's, Brett, it's Undertaker and Sid. And this sort of legitimised Austin. This was the start of Austin's rise, but at the same time, you know, Rock wasn't going to be far behind. They were keeping him on the boil, just under Austin, just waiting. And then one year later, WrestleMania, the main events, those two guys. Mm-hmm. So, an outfield pick, but some. I pick I'm going to give praise to because it's my favourite wrestler of all time as well. <laughs> Any excuse to talk about the Rock's good with me. Uh, moving on to Jack's pick. So Jack, who have you picked for your Rumble MVP? Well, I'm stuck between two. I think I might just say two because it's both for the same reasons. Well, say one and if somebody doesn't take the other one when we go, come back right, right Okay, that's fine. Uh, I know when I, when I watch the Rumble I can get a bit bored at times depending on who comes in like your Zack Riders and your oh. Wally and Mojo <laughs> Mojo will give you Zack no see there's a time that's like kind of, oh there's no excitement so you get a photo that come in maybe adds a bit of light entertainment a bit of kind of stress relief a bit of a kind of good time so Santino Morella's my Royal Rumble oh, winner. Oh, oh my god yes yes what you have he was mine he was Ten seconds in the whole rumble. He's walking here. And is that ten seconds not fantastic? Absolutely. Oh my god! That ten seconds in the rumble. That time went off. Not you. Stop hanging out with him. Well, he is bad for you. He does have the four Royal rumbles. He had, and he he popped the crowd every time. Two thousand eight, number three. It was slapped about by Undertaker and Shawn Michaels to ignite the crowd. He always popped the crowd. Two thousand nine, eliminated in one second by Kane. Popped the crowd again. The final two with Del Rio. <laughs> oh, it's that was, oh, that ridiculous. See the that was, walking about and he's done. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I see because oh. I thought he had won. I was like, yes. And then the next year, 2012, we mentioned Jericho. He comes in later on at that one. We could have used Jericho early doors in that for the lack of star power. But him and Mick Foley with the whole Sockle versus oh, Cobra. Oh yeah, that's, that's classic. Yeah. And just... It's etched as one of the best Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble moments yeah. ever for me. So, what was it that sold it for you? Was it the, the last two? It was the last two. Yes. yes. It was definitely it was the, yes. the Sockle yeah. versus his wee snake hang. See, I know, I'll, I'll let you run in a minute, Dave, and then we'll go to Kwaku for Dave, a bit of... literally going to be sick. Kwaku for a, a bit of Get the up. other side. <laughs> <laughs> Did you but, want to say Jindal? <laughs> he he but yeah. you up until now. <laughs> Dave, Dave, Dave will be reading off the Jim Burnett's <laughs> <laughs> But it is... 
it's the sort it's the Leicester City syndrome, it's the underdog, it's the unexpected guy. You know, he I remember watching the twenty eleven Rumble. He gets knocked out by uh, Ezekiel Jackson as soon as he comes in. Michael Cole makes a point of saying on commentary. This guy is a combined ten seconds in the Royal Rumble match <coughs> over two Royal Rumbles. And then he lies on the outside, you think Del Rio's won, you think this is so predictable, you know, the whole destiny promos on the way up. And then you just see him appear and it's like, oh my god, they're, they're gonna do it. Because it was that this was the midst of the PG era, this was when they were trying all this cartoony stuff, and you're like, there's a chance for a second, all logic because you think back now and you go, he was never gonna win that. But at that moment, all logic goes out the window. I think everyone that everyone that was watching at that point thought this is what I want. Uh-huh. This is what I need. Santino Morella yeah. and I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, and I was, I was hate. I, I can't deny I was the same. No, <laughs> then one month later again, Santino Morella getting to the final. He, he eliminates Wade Barrett. He eliminates Cody Rhodes in the elimination chamber. <clears throat> yeah. And then he gets to the final two with Daniel Bryan, and it's just that heartbreak Can moment. Can I just say I've said some outlandish things here. <laughs> I've never seen Dave look so angry in my life. Right. Wow. Except. <laughs> For one other time. Right, well, uh, well before Last we... Week. I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave, why are you angry for Jack's personal opinion? Aye, come at me. Right, <laughs> right, well, right, we've, we've talked about the greatness of Santino, you know. Like Jack loves Jack. it. I like you. I like We're going to let Quacko gush in a wee minute, but... Dave, t- why do you not like the Santino thing? What, what is it? I'm sorry, but I just... Santino was a guy like... I mean, don't get me wrong, he, I mm. thought he was actually really talented in the ring, but... Mm. I just could not take his character seriously. I mean, I know you think you're meant to. You're not meant to. Why are you? Can I? No, I mean, I get he's supposed to be comic relief and all, but you cannot tease him winning the Royal Rumble. Even if it's against the guy who's probably as green as grass as Del Rio, but I just thought to myself, I could not picture myself watching WrestleMania with this guy main eventing. Can I just interject, sir? Ten years ago, would you believe Daniel Bryan would end up main event WrestleMania 30? Any WrestleMania? Mm-hmm. No. I didn't even that, that was it? No, but the point is, have you seen him? Right, imagine you go back in time, you speak to your younger self, and you go, by the way, he's going to main event WrestleMania 28 and 30. Would you believe that? Maybe. Bullshit. No, you wouldn't have. I. <laughs> Can I ask? Fear on. Be as honest as you Take the Del Rio moment. Yeah. He's, he's revealed that he's still in the rumble. Mm-hmm. What what was your reaction to that? I was like, no, 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 Shut no, up. no. Yeah, can, <laughs> yeah, seriously? Yeah. Like, can I? Oh my god. Can I? Like, see, <laughs> there's no help. See here. 2011. <laughs> see 17 year old Ross. And the reason I get really annoyed with like the the AEW marks and the people like WWE's rubbish, like those people on Twitter, is because when I was like 17, I I will open it. I was one of them, and I was at the time like. No, 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 I, I I, didn't want Santino to win. See if you gave me that now, I would lap it up. See if Brock Lesnar's standing in that ring. So you've seen the error? Yeah, place. yeah. You... I mean, not completely because you're still <laughs> weird, but <laughs> you've, seen, you've seen the error of your ways then. See, and I... you've rectified it, whereas we still go, this star studying that for a PhD in Bornettism. <laughs> See, uh, mixed up with a bit of Meltzer, Meltzerism uh, in after school class. I'm calling it new. Fandango brought Lesnar last two. Fandango eliminates us. <laughs> see, oh, that's a big dream. Right? <laughs> see, see the thing. Everyone just going. 
see the thing is, see now, see Brock Lesnar, see if he's standing in that ring Sunday evening, jumping side to side and Santino's music hit, I'm all for it. I, I don't want another I don't want another 28 people there. I want Santino there and then you know, fighting Brock. You know who'll be the perfect man to eliminate Brock Lesnar this week? Our truth will make it happen. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, See, so that's amazing. Why wasn't that amazing then? So would you, would you take our truth as the one of the Royal Rumble? No. But I would like to see him eliminate Lesnar, but not win it, if that makes sense. Do you know, do you know something I just thought Mate, of? Just... listen up a bit! So you want one of these legitimate ripped big, big guys to win it? No, not necessarily. Well, see, Dave, I I did, as I mentioned, I did used to be the whole, like, oh my god, it has to be, it has to be this guy, and it has to be, it has to be legit, it has to be, you know, it has to be someone who's a great wrestler. But then you realise that's just boring and it is a bit yeah. of a laugh. Like. And it becomes too predictable. Yeah. And then you're... Like the biggest... I mean, I'm sure of you that with the biggest main event things that you've reacted to and don't even lie to me, I know it. The inner childhood, the inner like just excitement of you is when it's the unconventional thing. And then that's where we get space to people on internet like Jim Barnett and... Call it. I, I call him Bornet. I call him Bornet because I don't want to say his name properly and he no, bores me to hell. Because <laughs> he always says the same things that yeah. uh, the, the people are not £300 these days and all that kind of stuff. Oh, they're doing all this and all that. And then you get wrestlers that are scared to try and do things to entertain us and shock us purely because of people on the internet like him that just expect wrestling to be this rigid thing that fits into his prehistoric brain and then, and then you're not allowed to enjoy it. Like, I was speaking at that point. Cool. You may get mentioned later on, but Kofi Kingston, he was such a rumble gimmick and then all of a sudden he goes to WrestleMania last year and wins the WWE title and I sat beside you in a hand and you get angry because we were all talking during that match Yeah. and you were engrossed that moment yeah. and that was the utter underdog story yeah. mm. that that was so no offence I'm seeing complete hypocrisy here yeah, that, that was the ultimate that, something I always say I always talk about when people talk this guy's buried this guy's ruined this guy's this this guy you know you've got guys like Heath Slater that spent three years doing nothing and then all of a sudden he was the most popular guy in Smackdown become a Smackdown tie champ yeah no guys that were fully buried Kofi Kingston was the you know the oh I'm walking about with my Jamaican accent man and then all wow. of a sudden wow all, uh, that was his gimmick that was I'm from Jamaica no I know but it was just a bad yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bad friends <laughs> the South will rise again man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, he was he was just a comedy gimmick he was an ECW guy he was nobody and then he's became this guy you know Santino Morella Maybe if we turned around and went, you know what, he is actually a legitimate MMA fighter, but that's boring. Look at Sonia Deville. Mm. Look, look at look at plus Santino was actually one of the best US champions in the last decade. I think he was a great US he was, champion. He was, he was actually a decent US champion. He was a yeah. US champion. So you can imagine if him getting the title and giving him a chance, give him a six month run, mm. see what happens. He won the Intercontinental Championship by being a fan. I mean, why not? And he also won the Intercontinental title without even... Now you're arguing against yourself, so there you go. Thank I just you. like to say you're lucky. And... <laughs> Mic drop. And that's a... 
That's another one that's bust us wide open. So now we all agree that Santino Morello. Oh no, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Adrian Green, he's not used at all. You've brought the best pick so far, in my opinion. Thank well you. done, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Daniel. Dave's going to explode. He's literally, I wish I had a camera here. He's going to explode. He's changing car. Top Santino Morello, Daniel. I actually think the running order you were meant to be last night. I don't know why I picked you third, but that would have been a great I do fear for the future of, <laughs> of the show if Santino's going to be a humble MVP. Well, look at Santino There is another thing, though, as the, as the lovable loser. Look at WrestleMania this year. The biggest pop we had, bar Kofi Mania, was Kurt Hawkins. Mm-hmm. You know, on a pre show, you could hear the. You know, we're all talking, the TV's on low, and yet we can hear the crowd. Chatting, chatting, we want Hawkins, you know, when Ryder's in the ring. You know, they're chanting, you know, let's go Hawkins, Hawkins, Hawkins. You know, it's, there's just something about it. Some Someone you don't expect, as Quacko says, it becomes boring. When it's, you know, it's the final, you know, Shinsuke beating Roman in the final two is great. But then, that's a face guy. Someone like Adele Rio needs to beat someone even more lovable. And a goofy face like Santino who's only ever lasted 10 seconds in a rumble, over two rumbles, is the perfect foil. This is so funny the way he fought you eliminated him and he starts doing the trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious! I wasn't ready! I wasn't ready! See the... I'll go start again! <laughs> the referees are like, no, you're done, go back! It's King, King gets a lot of stick on commentary, but Jerry Lawler cheering for him. Go on, Santino, go on! M- Matt Stryker's the sort of, you know, he's the in-between guy. And then you've got Michael Cole, full heel mode. Phil David Hockney going, No! No! <laughs> and again, it just... Randy Orton being eliminated by Del Rio doesn't do it. Doesn't get the heel heat you want in Del Rio. Santino does. I think there's a, there's always a... See when they brought Roman Reigns out last? Yeah. So Randy Orton would get cheered? That's the sort of reverse reaction. Right. It was Santino last to get Del Rio booed. I mean, maybe I don't fully understand it, but... You don't. You don't. You don't. <laughs> you clearly don't. Right, sorry, Daniel. We're cutting into your time, Daniel. Who is your Royal Rumble MVP? Well, my MVP, it's not a main event guy. It's as someone that any time I've seen this name appear in the I swear to God, match, you picked Bastian Booger, he's thrown a can in your head. No, say Bastian Booger, I'm walking. I'm not, I'm not say saying Bastian Booger. Say Bastian Booger. Say Bastian Booger. My pick, Bastian Booger. No. Uh, my. Yeah, that's going to happen here a lot now. Um, uh, my pick's someone that any time I've seen him appear in the Rumble match, I just can't help but get this big grin on my face, just smiling, just like, I can't help but love the fact that he's there. And it's any time the countdown goes, and all I hear is, Oh, oh yes! <laughs> the first ever winner, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, yes. I, like, any time, like, I think, what was it? What was the first one he just randomly showed up in? Was it like 2008? Uh, 2009, nine, I think. Nine, uh, yeah. you just, I'm in RVD with a surprise. Yeah, because yeah, I was watching that one, and I was I actually just going to have, have a grin, just like, I did not expect Hacksaw to come back. And then he started doing it, like, kind of semi frequently, like, over the years. And I'm like, I'm actually loving that this is becoming the thing now, that mm. Hacksaw's back for a run. And then there was a period of time he actually got a run on SmackDown, I think. No, he was on Raw. He was in a team with Santino, yeah. his best yeah, pal. <laughs> Super crazy. Yeah, let's not talk about that. Um, <laughs> but I just can't help but think that Hacksaw already has the distinction of being the first ever winner of the Royal Rumble. And 
I will actually, I will ask you guys this because one of my friends at work kind of gave me this question and I want to get you an idea about this. Does that first Rumble count? Yes. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't on pay-per-view. First WrestleMania wasn't on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Rumble. I gave that. That was the same argument I gave If we're going to include the greatest Royal Rumble, we're going to include the first one. Yeah, screw it. Well, we're all inclusive here. We'll happily go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it always gets lost in the shuffle because it was a it was a trial show. Yeah. You know, they trialled the actual Rumble match on multiple uh, house shows. And in the 90s, when they weren't drawn, they used to advertise Royal Rumble matches. Uh, mm. they, were all, they always used to be won by Own Heart, by the way. Own Heart's won more Royal Rumbles than anyone. <laughs> um, but they trialled the match. It was something big they needed, you know, yeah. right before that boom period. You know, they'd had WrestleMania. They had Survivor Series. They now need something else, something to build. And, you know, the first ever Royal Rumble was mainly about a tag match. Yeah, well, who was it again? Was it, I think Hogan was in the main event? I'm sure. As, as usual, yeah. Right. Uh, oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I absolutely think it counts. You get the yeah, likes of Bret yeah. Hart and the Ultimate Warrior in there. You don't yeah. throw these people in a match that isn't for anything. Well, I don't think. Yeah, 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 exactly. That, that Royal Rumble was only 20 people as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, no, absolutely. I, I, I had loads, I mean, you would include the one at 40, but they only get one. Yeah, yeah. Sure that. Well, David love that. Like, no, Santino. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't count. Get your stupid steak sock puppet in the bin. Well, we all know what your secret Santa is next year. <laughs> yes, let, let's talk about a legitimate man. Let's talk about a man called Hacksaw. Hacksaws that cut metal, yet carries around a bit of wood. <laughs> 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 let's talk about something realistic, like, you know, an undead morticianer. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, when you, when you pick at the fabric of wrestling, it's all stupid. You might as well just enjoy it. Yeah. Let us not forget they once had a guy who came from the moon. There you go, Max Moon. Oh, God, I hope he's number two in the number that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Brock Lesnar standing there getting ready. Introducing number two, Mantor. Mantor. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing number two, the Shockmaster. Yay! Like, oh, you'd break it that, the Shockmaster. <laughs> No, yeah, Hacksaw's a good one. Hacksaw, first ever one, it's just a shame he never... He's one of these characters of the 80s, you know, that rock and wrestling era where he was such a draw, such a a well-built guy, but he was never included in the title match because the title matches were always for people that seem to need it, you know what I mean? Like, oh, we'll we'll have maybe one or two big stars that get a title and to make it interesting, we'll have a big monster go after them. Whereas he was, you know, USA personified. Except in WCW, where he turned to that vicious terrorist organisation in the north. Oh, Canada. Firebound Jim Duggan and that last one he appeared in, I just remember the chorus of booze when he got eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people went after him. That's the point of what you want. The, the, the sh- what people would call it the stupid people mm. or the stupid picks to come in and you want the pop from the nostalgia. That's what you want. Mm. You don't want. Necessarily always the 30 top guys coming in and I've taken yeah. the room because you'd be like, oh god, well, why did he get eliminated? He's not too big with him. And, and, and they take it too seriously and they'd lose the fun of it. Mm-hmm. The women's Royal Rumble, one of my favourite moments, was Vicky Guerrero coming out. I love that. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. The first one. Seeing all those legends return as well in the women's Rumble, that's what was that's what felt so good about it because you know. But it was, yeah, uh, you don't like Santino Barella. Who is a legend? Uh, He's back to the corner. <laughs> 
If Hogney disagrees, it means it's fact. <laughs> if he agrees, not true. Your case is null and void. Not true. Right, not true. But no, no hacksaws are good. I don't know much more I can really talk about other than just going back to Santi. No, but as, as Quacky mentioned. And as Alan mentioned as well, you know, the, it's the legend, you want to see the, that's part of the fun in the rumble, you know. Yeah. Hurricane was in for four seconds, but you know, the pop he got, yeah. the booze when John yeah. Cena eliminated, the, the pop for Rey Mysterio, the pop, you know, obviously no NXT guys are going to be in it this year, but the, yeah. the years when NXT guys showed up, you know, it's the unexpected and that, again, Santino being second, unexpected, <laughs> that makes the Royal Rumble yeah. match, you know what I mean? The biggest pop I could ever remember. Is Bubbery Dudley coming back? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I jumped to my bed. Yeah, I was in my bed. I jumped in my bed. You know what made me jump out my seat though? 2011, Booker T returns. Like when Booker the Nexus, yeah. Nexus was just like ganging up on everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally just jumped when I saw him here is when I heard his music. I looked like Diesel later on in that same rumble. I was just like, yeah. "You're joking!" Mm-hmm. Like I actually, yeah, was the a fact that it was Kevin Nash and the Diesel character himself. Yeah. yeah. No, I think uh, Bubba is a good show as well because. He's someone that wasn't really advertised heading into it. Like we knew they were talking about getting ECW guys. And, you know, you seem to forget because the Dudley's had such a prolific role in the tag division in the nineties and the two thousands. He's an ECW guy. Mm-hmm. Also, as well, at that point, he finishes recordings for TNA, mm-hmm. but the TNA recordings still coming out, and he was still heavily involved in TNA at that mm-hmm. point because he just lost the heavyweight title, and the eighties and eight were starting to dissolve. And mm. he was still heavily involved week in, week out, and all of a sudden, boom, there he is in the Royal Rumble. Wow. Uh-huh. It was a shock factor. Mm. No, there you go, the shock. The shock that factor! factor. <laughs> <laughs> God. Oh, yeah, that's another great pick. We've had some great picks, you know, we've had left field Santino Morella, we've had The Rock, who you seem to forget is such an iconic figure. That was a left field pick until somebody <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like when, someone, when someone picks Santino, all of a sudden the rock seems a bit more... Yeah. <laughs> 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 rock, rock originally to me was, why, why, why? And then he said Santino and I forgot you even picked him. <laughs> yeah, we've had Jim Duggan. We've had Chris Jericho. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about Quacky Radji's Royal Rumble MVP. And just to give you a wee hint, when we go to the break, we're going to play a wee song to give you a wee hint on who he's picked. We'll see you in five.
Now the moment is here, get rid of your fears, no time for the tears Because the future is ours, cause we got the power in the palm of our hand Given the chance, you know, And when it seems everything's wrong and the pressure is on That's when it's time to be strong Just look in the mirror and wipe your face Step up to the plate, cause it's time to be great So come on and embrace the new day Come on and live life a new way Don't stop till you reach the top And while them haters keep hating, you'll be winning a race Push your wish that it's the wee man and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. And welcome back to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. And if you haven't guessed who Kwaku Aji's pick for a Royal Rumble MVP is, the floor is now his. Kwaku, tell us who your Rumble MVP is. Yep, so my pick requires no stats whatsoever. No nothing, no nothing. Just appreciate everything that happened because my pick is Kofi Kingston. <gasps> Shock, horror. Damn man, can I... For, I'm going to talk about the obvious one out there. It's his, the way he saves himself each time. Mm-hmm. He is just phenomenal. We start off 2012 when the Miz pushes him and he's on his hands he pushes him by the feet he does a magic handstand crawls his way back towards the steps puts his rests his feet on the stairs and I like how Michael Cole always says remember he needs to have both feet on the ground to be eliminated brilliant stuff then we move on to 2013 which for me is one of my favourite ones off the wall purely for JBL's reaction to it so he gets uh, shoved onto Tensai's back, he gets put onto the table, uh, kicks Tensai away, he's like, give me the chair to JBL, JBL's like, what, what you all? Give me the chair, give me the chair. Pope goes his way back in. Absolutely fantastic. I just love the guy. Um, I could go on and on about all the stuff he's done, but I'm just going to say Kofi Kingston, MVP of the Royal Rumble because who is it we consistently talk about? Who is it we consistently talk about the way they save themselves? Who is it that consistently entertains us each year and keeps you guessing what's this man going to do and he knocks it out the park? Kofi Kingston, prove me wrong. See, it, it goes to the point you mentioned there when I believe it was Baron Corbin trying to eliminate him in 2018. 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he slips and catches himself on the post. Mm-hmm. And if he did that the first year, he was doing the saving thing. People were like, genius. He's set a bar that high for himself that people were like, man, that that, that this year's one was a bit disappointing. You know, there are so many spots he does, Jack, and you're like, <clears throat> if that was a standalone one, You'd be like, great, because he's got a reputation to uphold. You're just like you're expecting the unexpected from him. Yeah, he does. It's that he's never because of that. I've never seen him as a viable pick to win the Rumble match because I think he's always needed for that kind of spot. So in that in that kind of way, you can kind of see he's a bit of a light-hearted belief, much the same vein as Santino Morello's a light-hearted belief. I I could compare the two. You could put both up in that point is they're both MVPs for the sponsor needed to be mm-hmm. 
So he, I, I can't, you can't argue with Gold Kingston. But see, that. now that he's won the title, he's had great matches and all that kind of stuff. I do think this is a logical step for him, and I would love it if he did win this year's Rumble. Personally, every chance he could be number two coming out to Brock Lesnar. I just get it five to nine seconds again, or even like a drop some sort of. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be, that would be a kind of interesting scenario for that to happen. Same time though, if he's going to pull those same effects out as a Matty see he's in the Rumble there. See something as well that comes with Kofi Kingston. It's star making power for someone else because he is so beloved. You know, you remember, you know, 2018 he lands on the pile of pancakes, which by the way, proves my fear for years. See these people that get thrown out and land on their back and they're just like, ah, and their foot haven't touched the floor. And I would just be like, crawl back and put your foot back in it. And he's done that so many times. Like he hasn't landed on the floor, he's landed on pancakes. But, um, that was my favourite one of the lot. It's definitely the most inventive. <laughs> um, but the Starling, can you imagine someone making their debut? The buzzer goes just as Kofi lands in the pancakes, and instead of coming down the ramp, say Andrade from NXT kicks the leg away or kicks the pancakes away and officially eliminates them. The booze. Oh, the oh that would be perfect. Because Cody Rhodes got it uh, one year, see the year of the pogo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets back in and then Cody eliminates him straight away and you see Cody reveling in it. Cody in 2012 was the Iron Man for that match and because of Kofi, he just get that extra level of heat there because it's what the people come to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just something I'd like to ask you though but because he started these tricks in 2012 mm-hmm. the first time we've seen someone save themselves in that manner was John Morrison in 2011 mm-hmm. do you think Kofi would have had this sort of run of saving himself if John Morrison was still there or do you think they saw the pop and saw how athletic Kofi was and just went right you go with it I mean there's an element of truth in both because Let's be honest with Kofi, he would always want to do something like that because yeah. it's all about maximizing the thing you've got yeah. in a certain situation. And while he maximized, because I mean, it was one of the rub when he was trying to save himself and both Purple Dallas was coming out and like it cuts a countdown off him and like nobody could care that he walked in like literally yeah. it was such a shame they just cut straight back to Kofi and say how's this man gonna save himself and just last year's one I loved how he did like a breakdance kind of halo where he was basically um, a halo's like basically spinning on the side of your head but he was doing it with no hands with the ring assisted and then he did it again that year when he kind of had a sunset flip with Xavier Woods and got himself saved again so he did kind of the two two for one special in that one so I'd with New Day feuding with Miz and Morrison Alan do you think it would be a good idea to have maybe Morrison be the one to eliminate Kofi I think this might be the dream scenario where the two of them mm-hmm. that's okay. what yeah, I would see both of them and one of them has to take the other one out I don't know why I don't know like for example Kofi's over the top rope and he's holding on he's swinging back up Morrison boots him in the face he manages to cling on to the railings and Morrison's like no stuffy he'll jump under the rope try and jump over or jump over whatever and the two of them are doing each other on like the railings or mm-hmm. the steps this is the year they do it um, yeah. there's nobody else in there I mean I, I don't think 
anyone except like Lesnar or Roman Reigns or anything like that, not eliminating them. Yeah. No matter, this is the time to give us that dream moment, that mm-hmm. big pop. And as you said, you know, Zach, um, you talk about the, the quiet moments, it's all in between maybe 13 to maybe 23. Mm-hmm. That's the time to do it, get the two in and give them that chance. Something I'd maybe like to see is maybe one end of the ring. Miz goes to eliminate Kofi and the other end Big E goes to eliminate Morrison and they both land on a barrier each and they're both trying to get back in mm-hmm. and they both Morrison eliminates Big E Kofi eliminates, eliminates Miz and then that leads to that showdown with they two I think had Brock Lesnar not announced himself number one they could have been a really good mm-hmm. number one and two and then they could have obviously as Alan mentioned the quiet moments 13 to 23 odds uh, Daniel they, that's when you bring it those Big pop See this whole Brock Lesnar being at number one. Uh-huh. I just don't get that announcement. And also, what if he wins? The only thing I can yeah. think of is they're going to, they're going to merge the two titles together. It's the only thing I think of. They can't because well, yeah. of the network. I, I don't see him winning. See with Brock Lesnar. The Royal Rumble story is not needed there. I think whoever eliminates yeah. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Kane. Yeah, my understanding is that it's got to be Kane. My understanding is that whatever happens to Brock in the, the Rumble match is setting up his WrestleMania mm-hmm. program. So I think if he's going to be dealing with that, that can leave room for Kofi and Morrison to have their moments. Yeah. But I, I would just love that just to see Kofi and or even just like Kofi and Morrison manage to work their way around to the events tables and they battle back and forth on the tables. Mm-hmm. And that way, like you, like the guys in the ring can have the little kind of like rest period, you know, just mm-hmm. chill under the bottom rope or something. And the crowd are just focusing on this battle going on at the ringside. And then eventually, like one of them gets knocked to the floor, the other just leaps to the ring steps and saves himself. And then the other partner just comes in, knocks him off the apron, and just goes, "Ha screw you." Fair <laughs> um, right. Well, obviously, Kofi Kingston. I don't think any of us can disagree as a Royal Rumble MVP is someone. Right, you, you. Y'all, y'all look forward to seeing them. You look forward to what the stunt's going to be, and as we mentioned, you know that disappointing quote, you know, air quotes, you know, elimination in 2017, just goes to show how big he's taken this thing, mm-hmm. and it's even spawned into the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, Naomi was doing yeah. it uh, last year. Just did the chair spawn. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Look at look at the heat Mandy Rose got when she pulled her back out of the ring. Mm-hmm. They, that that builds that moment. It's See with the pancake cool. thing, I did like the way they pogoed him over Jinder Mahal. Yeah, yeah. Just He's where <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just remember as well. Didn't Casey Canzaro do something similar last year? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just thought that she like managed to like wrap her legs around mm-hmm. the turnbuckle and just pull herself up, and mm-hmm. now she's doing that as her entrance. Yeah, well, she nearly decked it last week in NXT. <laughs> I saw that actually. <laughs> I love how we're sitting here, five, uh, six men that, that could not do that because Haha, she nearly fell, what an amateur, we try it and tear it She's been away for months, give her peace. You're the one that brought it up! Oh, piss off. Right. Anyway. Somebody's bringing the remote for Hawkins when you hit the mute button. Anyway, uh, so I'm going to go with, uh, for my Rumble MVP, I'm going to pick one that's not as obvious one because we'll talk about that later with the listener ones. I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes finished third in the 2009 Royal Rumble. He lasted just under an hour. Him, Teddy Biasi and Randy Orton ran that Royal Rumble. He always seems to put in a star-making performance in the Royal Rumble. Ironically, he didn't do it in Stardust. But um, 
The 2012 Royal Rumble is one we've spoken about, you know, we spoke about lack of star power, should Jericho won, should Sheamus have won. In that Royal Rumble, Cody Rhodes was the Iron Man and had the most eliminations. He lasted 41 minutes and 55 seconds after coming in at number four. He had six eliminations. These, when we talk about the lack of star power, the good thing about that is it allows someone else to step up and Cody, you can see he's, I've been critical when he's passed his constant digs at WWE, but you can see the frustration there when there's moments like this, where there's moments like the feud with Sandow and the money in the bank, when there's so many star making opportunities and this could have been a moment to launch him, you know, from undeniable to undesirable, ironically. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack, what have you thought about the likes of Cody Rhodes and Royal Rumbles? Apart from you saying his name, I've never thought much of him. Mm -hmm. There's never been someone that's been in the back. Even when I was thinking about coming to this, I was thinking about, right, who's, who's my MVP? Cody Rhodes never came to mind, but then as soon as you said him, it makes complete sense as mm -hmm. to why he would be a Rumble MVP. So he's definitely a sleeper in that mm -hmm. kind of sense that he's someone that should be up in that category. Yeah. He is the seventh all-time cumulative, uh, cumulative time spent yep. at a Rumble match. He's been in a Rumble match for 3 hours, 50 minutes and 53 seconds and considering two of them were nearly an hour each. You know, that's mm. that's an impressive feat. I believe he was only in five Royal Rumbles. That's right, yeah. He, he is, as we mentioned before, Alan, a, a bottom rope hugger. He is a, <laughs> he's a typical bottom rope hugger, but we've seen with his eliminations the likes of Booker T, Kofi Kingston, Jerry Lawler in the 2012 Rumble. He's that guy. He's He plays his role to spoil the party. He's there to ruin the fun. Right. From a character perspective, he's Gavin. Mm -hmm. He can do it all. And you know, I think in his current situation with EW, he's deserving of the praise. He is the most mm -hmm. over wrestler in wrestling right now. There's no doubt about it. I came out echo what you're saying. I would have really considered him until you mentioned the points. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, you can, you can see why he is a shout. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and he's one of these guys, he just. <sighs> He knows how to get a pop for himself, but he knows how to make someone else get the pop. He's a he is a team player. When you think about it, he has a workhorse as well. He manages to make an entertaining stuff, and he's sitting and watching. I think that's something you need when you're watching the round. You need somebody that you need to think, all right, this is going to be an hour, maybe an hour, ten minutes. I need to be able to think. Somebody's going to be just going to have to keep my eye on this, and I can keep me entertained. He's a guy who can do it because he's got everything. Mm -hmm. Do you know, and we mentioned he's the guy there who ruined the fun. We mentioned Jim Duggan earlier, 2012, Cody Rhodes eliminated him. <laughs> Booker T, the pop he got in 2011, mm -hmm. 2012, Cody Rhodes eliminated him. The great Cali, thankfully, Cody Rhodes eliminated him. <laughs> Jerry Lawler gets the pop, he's in there for 43 seconds, Cody Rhodes eliminates him. We mentioned Santino, how much fun Santino is. Cody Rhodes eliminated him. We Thank mentioned how Mick Foley made that match, you know, the Socko against Sant Santino. Cody Rhodes eliminated him every single time. So, is he the gimmick killer or is he the pop buster? He's the, he's just Bob. The, before. <laughs> yeah, before yeah, exactly, yeah. He's the legend killer. Like, let's just call him the Bob Buster. Yeah. <laughs> Cody the Bob Buster. <laughs> and he is one of those people that. He always played the role well in WWE and a Roy when a Royal Rumble came around, he was someone that could put in a shift. He is the the old style Southern wrestlers, not the ones, you know, Jim Bolnet goes on about. Back in my day, wrestlers were white, 300 pounds and died of 50 like the Lord intended. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. That's, that's, no. now, now DJ 
DC by yeah, feeding no, no, John absolutely. Barnett. You right. get what I mean? He's <laughs> the Lockwood Hand of Wrestler to 950. <laughs> remember the Rock and Roll Express? No one remembers the Rock and Roll Express except you. Until Power started, no one remembered them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, but uh, back to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Did I just have a momentary blip here? I don't know what the heck just happened. He is, as well, we talk about the pop kill. Goldust. Goldust made his return in the 2009 Royal Rumble. Cody Rhodes just goes against the family, throws him out. 2013. Throws him out every time Goldust made his return. Cody was the one just to ruin it, <laughs> and he always plays that role so well because, as much as he's a face now, when he plays that heel, he seems much more comfortable because he is everything you hate. He's in shape. He's got a hot wife. He's rich. He's good looking. He is. You you see that man go. I, I wish I was you. When I saw my Honor United in Edinburgh, <laughs> and just the two of them together, I was like. You two have just been made a madam to swords. Look. He can pull that psychopathic, cynical look at him. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just that he turns his eye and you can see you're a bastard. I definitely has that sinister look about him, even though he comes across as like a very sort of uh, calm sort of facade a mm. bit. But he has that sinister streak about him and that, I think that's what really makes him stand out in the rumble. And you know, like you said, most eliminations one year, he's an Iron, he's an Iron Man style competitor, but nobody would dare take a second look at him. Mm-hmm. Which I think is actually uh, quite a quite a clever trick to have. Which yeah, is a sh- Cody Rhodes. Which is a shame because we talk about the likes of Roman eliminated twelve, Kane eliminated eleven. You know, oh, you know they went on a Braun Strowman thirteen eliminations in the one Rumble, and then you know they go on about these things to build these stars, and then they didn't build on Cody when he eliminated six in the one year, you know, you don't have to say... So can you now kind of no, see... No, 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 I, I, I can absolutely, I can absolutely yeah. see. Yeah. But then sometimes it is a bit... It is a bit No, 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 absolutely. Mm. There, there, there's a line, and a lot of the time I do believe it's acceptable. It is certain times I'm just like, oh, piss off. Like, it's... I mean, it's not going to eat by peace and jam anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's not, it's not a big bar. I do feel, yeah, you, you could go stop going on because it's not necessary. However, you can understand where he's coming from because, like, I, I, I never, he was not on my radar mm-hmm. until you have said that, and I'm thinking, well, actually, no, that's quite cool. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is that typical, like, fu- f- ad, like, using so many words, anti-fun police kind of guy. Yes. Which <laughs> is a lot of fun in itself. It's funny. But, um, yeah, he he really should have had a main main event stay in WWE at some point. you think back, actually? Can I think many bad matches he had? No. And that that is the thing, though. It, it, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying not to, you know, you know, the likes of Ric Flair and Roman Reigns and John Cena are Rumble MVPs, but we're trying to bring out people likes of Santino and The Rock and stuff like that, you know, to go. No, actually, I. I and then you want to go back and you look at these matches and you look at them, you're like, oh, I know. they were really, really good in that. So we have, we did put it out to our Facebook community, we did put it out to Twitter that we were having this discussion. We wanted to know who you thought was a Rumble MVP. Who did you think was someone that makes the Rumble special? And Scott, no surprise here. For me, Kane is a clear MVP uh, for having the most overall eliminations 
Oh. If it wasn't Scott saying this, you'd agree. Shut your hole. <laughs> for me, Kane is a clear MVP for having the most overall eliminations and having the most rumble appearances. John Morrison is an underrated MVP, spectacular avoiding eliminations before Kofi was doing it. Now you know who I stole that point after. <laughs> Thanks for that, Scott. I kind of wish I said Kane just to piss Scott off. <laughs> uh, Sean Smith submitted two. He said Rikishi, especially for that. Yes! Especially for that 2000. You know, that, that oh, moment yeah. in Madison Square Garden. It's just, it's attitude era defined. Mm-hmm. You know, when Scotty Too Hotty comes out and stops him and Grandmaster fight and go, no, 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 it's a dance. <laughs> I love that. It was amazing. Um, you weren't originally to be on this show, you posted on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was a bit Jericho. <laughs> Stephen Wilson says you can't look past Jericho. <laughs> you can't look past Jericho and Shawn Michaels. Always guaranteed to last a while. Punk also always put on a great rumble show and you think about that as well, 2014 and 2011. He went away. Yeah, well I I found it funny when he he always had the microphone on the floor and he was just Mm. talking absolute rubbish and held the court. I loved it. Uh, Sean Smith again submitted Ric Flair. And Derek was scheduled to be here. He was really excited to talk about Ric Flair. We'll have a wee conversation about him because he's the original Iron Man. That's where it came from. Uh, David Campbell said Rumble MVP isn't about wins and elimination it's about who you look forward to seeing the most for me that's Kofi Kingston thank you (laughs) (laughs) so let's just have a a wee chat about Kane though because he appeared on Smackdown this past week we think he'll probably be in the match I think either him or a big show will be number two someone big to go against Brock to make Brock look threatening you know just so he can throw this big guy around but he's been in 19 Royal Rumble matches. One is Isaac Yankum, one is Fake Diesel, and 17 is Kane. He eliminated 11 in one match, which was a record for over 13 years. He has 44 eliminations all in. And then you just, you look at the, the people he eliminated in that match. Raven, Al Snow, Perry Sarton, Steve Blackman, Grandmaster Sexy, Honky Tonk Man, The Rock, Taz, Albert, Crash, Scotty Too Hotty, and The Undertaker. He he went through the when you look up Kane on Wikipedia in the 2001 Royal Rumble, there is a big bracket, you know, where it usually says who eliminated each person. There's just a big bracket from like number 12 to 19, and it's just Kane. Just <laughs> one one Kane. Because that rumble, we look back in it fondly, you know, the hardcore match broke out. And during up, that was when they tried to get Kane down, and he's just like, nah, throwing people over the top rope at 10 seconds. The, my favourite Kane elimination is Honky Tonk Man. Kane's in the ring himself, he's cleared the ring. Honky Tonk Man comes in and goes, Are you hanging on a minute there, big fella? I'm going to play a little song. <laughs> he gets the guitar, and Kane just decides, No, he takes the guitar off him, like John Belushi in Animal House, and scalps him over the head with it, and then just goes, Bye bye. <laughs> He's just someone that's had so many great moments, you know. Even when it's not directly him, the R Truth ladder spot. It's, it's him looking yeah. at R Truth, and it's the wee, it's the wee facial movements for the small bit of his face you can see, and he just looks at him and then goes, "No." There's <laughs> something else you could put in that vein of Cody Rose being a ball buster. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. He's, yeah. He definitely. Can, yeah. 
It's like when Santino entered in 2009, Kane eliminates him in like less than a second yeah. or, or, or a second on the dot. And then you just, when you cut back to Kane after Santino's like shocked face, you can see he's actually, Kane's got a bit of a, bit of a grin on his no. face. He's like, yeah, I did that. I do yeah. think though it is an absolute travesty that man has not won the Rumble. Yeah. He has mm. missed a Royal Rumble. Yeah. yeah. I think he's someone... A good company player, as we mentioned before, but sometimes just saying yes to everything maybe went a bit against him because yeah. he should have been that. That 97 to 2001 Kane should have been a multi-time world champion. I think he just, it was unfortunate at the time he was there. The Rock, Stone Cold and Triple H were on the, the path to mega stardom. WWE champion one night? One night, aye. Uh, the only extended runs with the world titles have been ECW and the world heavyweight title. Uh, so it is a shame, but he is somebody that's up there. Uh, Alan, you mentioned Stone Cold yeah. earlier on. Ten eliminations in one match in 1997. He's a three-time winner. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think someone will get to that popularity stage again where they'll win three Royal Rumbles and the fans won't like, you know, just be so against it? Yes. Do you think there, someone could? There is guys and girls no. they are right now oh, who could do it. I think Easily. the women's is because it, no disrespect to the women it is just a, the way in WWE it's a smaller pool of wrestlers mm-hmm. I think the women's could probably see a three or four time winner but uh, if they put that on uh, someone like Charlotte Flair who gets a lot of stick even though she had that big losing record yeah. last year I, no that, no absolutely, absolutely that's the thing I mean I mean how much you willing to bet that Charlotte was actually the, the favourite to win the 2019 Royal Rumble? The original plan was Charlotte Flair Ronda Rousey. It's why she was added because yeah. she was promised the main event, which I did not see the problem with. So many people moaning, like, "You're meant to feel bad about this. This is to get it more sympathy to, for added, Becky." Yeah, I didn't see the doubt. Plus, we had that amazing spot with the them all getting arrested. I love yeah, that. that. Oh, oh yeah, that boot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think she was. Sorry. Actually, that's just yeah. I mean, there is guys that have the charisma. Off, mm-hmm. you know, like Adam Cole and WWE can hold on to him, could certainly do it. Dave, stop doing that. <laughs> um, I think right now, the way he's been booked and the way the work Roman could do it, mm-hmm. I, I do generally he will be the one to equal it. Uh, Rollins could do but it as well. The, the f- again, people <laughs> that, allow that. The fan, I don't I think, the fan I think, I think the way if they continue to book him the way he has to book and just don't throw him in everyone's faces, yeah. They could, because they've been smarter the way they've booked him. He's now appears the only logical option uh, for the fiend at Mania. He's the only viable mm. guy. He's believable enough to beat the fiend. So they've built it in a way well, and everyone's like, "Well, we need him now." Whereas they've, they've put him back down. They're not throwing the face. He's not opening every show. He's not closing every show. He's kind of there, thereabouts. You know, you can see him, but he's he'd be my money. He's he's on my money beyond. It'd be him to get the three. But I wouldn't be surprised if Randy Orton did it either. Well, I was about to say that before. Jack, you did have two picks, didn't you? Yeah. Before we move to your second pick, the the people who are on two Royal Rumble wins, Hulk Hogan, he's not coming back. He thinks he should, but he's not. <laughs> Shawn Michaels, he's retired. Triple H, I don't think we'll see him in a Rumble match again. Batista, two-time winner, he's retired. John Cena, I could, I could see him before Randy Orton, I think. If he's coming back for one big hurrah, before going full time Hollywood, you would need to come back and guarantee a year. Like he come back at SummerSlam, I mm. just dominate right through to the fall of SummerSlam. It's the only I way think, I can see it being done. I think him coming back and surprise winning it would 
would be more would be more out there because if he comes back and dominates, you'll just get the well, oh well, it's, it's super senior. Yeah, yeah, he wants yeah. that big moment at WrestleMania this year because it's in Tampa. I mean, if he won it, if he run the Rumble tonight, going to Tampa, like, it could it could happen. He does live in Tampa, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. It's, yeah, that's why he's saying that. Yeah, <laughs> which a lot of, a lot of the talent live in Tampa, don't they? So, but yeah, because obviously Orlando and that's the yeah. base. Welcome uh, to location, location, location. <laughs> <laughs> this week, for a place in the sun, Florida. That's my team. This week, Kevin Steen's looking for an apartment near good schools for his children <laughs> and the WWE Performance Centre. <laughs> uh, Jack, who was the second person you had? I hope it's as out there as Santino. It's, it's, more, the, it's more the same vein as All Santino right. for the same kind of spots. I'd say that my second MVP is R-Truth. Yes! I love this man. <laughs> Someone get this man a promotion. I don't have any promotions, but just do it. Just to clarify for the viewers, uh, David Hockney has given the same look to that pick that he gave to Santino. Oh, this is my confused face. So, sorry, uh, what is it about our truth that made you pick him as like uh, an MVP? What is it like? He is someone that is. Everyone's gonna love him regardless of what he's doing. He's someone that when he's getting there, he's gonna have the instant crowd appeal behind him. He's always got something up his up his sleeve of what might be, whether it be a kind of ditzy area or just some other kind of shenanigans in the match. But name a more iconic moment than him thinking it was a Royal Rumble match, eh, Money in the Bank match, bringing in that ladder, climbing up to the top, looking up and seeing nothing. He finally conquered his fear of spiders and ladders. He gets all the way up there. For it to mean nothing, it's it's priceless. It's timeless. Hmm. It is, do you know the only time I wasn't a fan of our truth in the Rumble was 2012 because they specifically had a match with him and Miz, uh, the Raw before the Rumble, and if the loser they were making out how bad it was going to be to be number one. The loser was going to be number one, and our truth came out third, and it was just it. They completely it killed it. Like yes, yeah. and this was his return. This is when he started, you know, the the daft face character mm. that he's kept for so long and reinvented. Maybe that's why Nia Jax pulled him to punish him for that. <laughs> that that's another. I, I didn't even thought of that until you mentioned it. Yeah. He, he leads to iconic moments as well. He adds to you know Kane's legacy with the eliminations. You know, he's an elimination for Kane. He adds to you know. Nia Jax, you know, being in the match and like, oh god, we're getting into intergender wrestling in WWE. You know, yeah, even 2010, you know, we talk about unexpected people eliminating people. Him eliminating Mark Henry and uh, Big Show at the uh, same time. The two guys are like locked in a struggle. They can't move each other, and our truth comes in <laughs> as if he's like Arnold Schwarzenegger and just goes bang, <laughs> throws both of them over the ropes. Just easily, yeah. You know, if it was a more, if it was a more. I was going to say credible, credible was not say for instance if it was someone that was like Randy Orton or that, that did that, getting the both of them out, out of the ring, they wouldn't have got a big up off as well, mm, yeah. it's kind of yeah. like in 2006 when Triple H eliminated Kane and Big Show at the same time, you know, that it, it kind of felt like that, you know, it would have been bigger, mm. say if it was like, the you know, Rey Mysterio for example, mm. that did it. I mean, physically I'm not sure he could do it, but you know what, if he did do it, it'd be damn impressive. Or even just the, the other one that made me think of that, Maven eliminating Undertaker. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll let you go into that a bit more, because I was about to say, we're in our last 10 minutes, we've talked about so many people, we could talk about our usual people, the likes of Ric Flair, Triple H and all that, but what I'm going to do is get you a, an underrated MVP, someone just for one classic elimination, well, and Dan, as soon as you've mentioned Maven, we'll start with you. Yeah, Who, just, it, when... I remember watching that Rumble, I was watching about a few weeks ago, Taker's on the tear, like, eliminating, like, he took on both the Hardys and Lita at one point. Mm -hmm. 
knock them all out, and then as he's like mouthing off, just like get like get your ass back up to the locker room, Maven just with this one drop kick sends him at the ring, mm -hmm. and the look the soul that was just Taker's expression of that actually just happened. Mm -hmm. Oh no! It's the perfect storm of it being an unthreatening guy, the pop of the crowd. And JR's by God. Oh yeah. And then again, the Undertaker selling it. A really underrated moment for that is when Scotty Tuhotti comes out next entrance when he starts pummeling. He gets back <laughs> in the ring, starts pummeling Maven, yeah. and Scotty Tuhotti's dancing in the ring. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Undertaker walks halfway up the ramp, waits for Scotty to walk to him, and goes, "Collapse <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Jack, who's someone? What well, uh, a shock elimination that always sticks with you. Some an elimination that you like. It's one that happened most recently. I can't mean if it was the year last year, the year before, so I was looking up there. It was Baron Corbin. Was like, I, it says on the I can't even think of who it was, but it was a moment that it was, was it Braun Strowman? I think it was. It was yeah, on the tail. Yeah, and it was just, everyone just kind of being be an absolute shit of it, and all of a sudden Baron Corbin out of nowhere runs rope to rope and probably gives one of the best clotheslines I've ever seen. Yes. He gets thrown around that's, that's etched in my memories up there. Strowman sells it so well as well. Yeah. And the crowd pop because he is on the Undertaker style tear. Mm. And the commentators again sell it brilliantly because this is Braun just in. This is Braun without a loss, you know. And people are like, oh my God, what, how are they going to get him out there? And then Baron Corbin just bang. It, it's such a good clothesline as well. It was like, I guess the, the speed of it all happened yeah. and the way he took it, the way he fell, it was a bit mm. of his reaction after it. It's always going to be up there. It's one of my mm. favourite eliminations. It's not like one of those slow ones where you know you're trying to get a big guy over it. It, was just, it happened as if it was just a regular person. It was just, it was just like an absolute bulldoze and there was nothing. I'd, yeah. I hadn't seen anything quite like mm. it in a match before, so I was fully yeah, former fully football, it. Yeah. Former footballer as well. It was just like a big tackle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan, what is an elimination that just sticks out to you? Okay, this is going to be very controversial. Mm. Vincent Mann eliminating Stone Cold in 99. That is, that, mm. that is the elimination. That is because the two of them start together mm -hmm. and Austin stomps a mud hole in McMahon. It's vicious. <laughs> and then they end up in the crowd. They are in the toilets with the corporation beat the crap or Stone Cold. Stone Cold goes to the hospital and then reappears about 20 spots later. Mm -hmm. And then just eliminates everyone, the $100,000 bounties on his head. And then the great one comes down, starts mouthing off, and Vinnie Mac, who's been in commentary for half the show, flips him over, goes to WrestleMania. Or did he? Find out next week! <laughs> We don't want to spoil this pay per view that aired 21 years ago. <laughs> 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 uh, David, who's some uh, an nomination that sticks out to you? You know what actually I really enjoyed seeing? 2018, Keith Slater eliminates Seamus. That's all right as well. I know. Oh, right. No, no, no. It's a great elimination. Yeah, it's like the, story, the story of Heath Slater in that match. He gets mm -hmm. beat from pillar to post before he even gets in the ring. And then when Baron Corbin just eventually does throw him in, and then Sheamus comes out, who, as we know, has already won a Royal Rumble, so you expect him to do quite well. And he's done. he's been in the Final Four a couple of times as well, so you'd expect him to at least have a decent showing. Heath Slater eliminates him two seconds in the same way that Kane eliminates Sanzino. What's about Sheamus up for man? Sheamus well, throws him in. Now, Cor yeah. Corbin, Andrade, and like all the other yeah, ones on the way by just came. Yeah. Andrade's one's brilliant. Andrade just runs by him without breaking a stride. A penalty kick style. A penalty kick that could have won a penalty shootout. Yeah. Just goes. 
Poof. It's just it's just the fact that you know, Heath Slater just gets all this abuse from all the guys coming out and then Sheamus throws him in and then Heath Slater just gets his immediate revenge in such quick fashion. And to put the exclamation on top, and I think this was Michael Cole's commentary, uh, Sheamus was eliminated on his birthday in his that fashion. Birthday. Yeah, yeah, his 40th birthday. He won the tag titles later, so I think that took a bit of the sting out of yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just a sheer sort of feel good, but st- at the same time, the shock factor was there with it. Yeah. You know, because you thought, well, Heath Slater's getting tormented in this match. Let's give him this really nice moment, just to sort of like give the give him a pop from the crowd. Quack, I'll let you go just so I don't steal one of yours, just in case, because you've already well, stole. Dad's one was stolen, but I do still think that we should mention this guy, even though he's won it twice, Randy Orton, mm-hmm. because the like just the way he could clear out the ring with his RKO's, mm-hmm. although they're very sim- as a simple move, it's still entertaining to see it. Just mm-hmm. like get a chain of like seven, eight, nine, maybe, yeah. and just constantly at it like he's got. Um, Infinite uh, specials on yes. WWE <laughs> yeah. or something. It's just so great and funny to see them all just just happen. It happens in all directions. So yeah, Randy Orton. One um, I'm going to say we mentioned him earlier on. Rikishi, his elimination of both the Grandmaster Sexy and Scotty Too Hot because <laughs> after the dance, yeah, he 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 usually took a step back and let them dance because they were the actual dancers. And it's the the step back, and you think, oh, they're gonna go and do what they usually do. Like, oh, come on, big man, get in it! And he just bulldozes both of them. The hats come flying off, and he just both of them throws them over. I think that for me solidifies Rikishi's that performance and that moment solidifies Rikishi as a Rumble MVP for me. I think he's someone that is was criminally overlooked. I think a month or two run with the WWE title, you know, in an era where the title was changing, you know, thick and fast. Mm. I think it would have been absolutely perfect to give Rikishi a run. But, yeah, there's just so many. There was like a Kurt Hawkins last year, you know, well in the, still in the midst of the losing streak, Titus O'Neil runs at him, gets thrown over the rope. Titus O'Neil, we could mention, is a Rumble MVP <laughs> just for one moment and the greatest Royal Rumble when he slips. Can't see me for match, we've missed the longest serving Royal Rumble compared to the ever. His name's next for my head. Thank you. Just like, that like, yes. He's still in the 2015 Rumble. <laughs> no, he got eliminated in 2016, so he's out now. See, I was. Yeah, he, got, he got eliminated in that Rumble, not the 2015. Yeah, so he needs to get access to go. Like, <laughs> something as well that annoyed me about that. Like, I, I, I like the moment, but it was when they go, Eric Rowan's not in the match. Like, no, this has been a thing for years. People beat people up and steal their number. It happened. Hi. Uh, Make your lunch. Yeah. Happened in 2018, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens beat up Ty Dillinger, mm. and then they just go, aye, me. No. <laughs> or even 2004, Mick Foley took test place. Yes. Yeah. 2008, Finlay gets disqualified because he jumped the gun. For yeah. His oh, yeah. Number. Well, we talk Rumble MVP, we talk shock eliminations. Miz hanging over the, hanging over the ropes, and Hornswoggle just pulls him out. <laughs> so we're just going to finish up so just a quick 10 seconds on each of you who do you think you don't need to have your winner who do you think is going to be the Rumble MVP this Sunday this coming Sunday at time of recording Quacky who do you think is going to be the MVP I'll put it on me like that Kofi <laughs> um, Kofi uh, Daniel who do you think it will be I would say Kofi but I'm also inclined to think possibly if we get a comeback Velveteen Dream Velveteen Dream is a good shout uh, Drew McIntyre for me Jack's gone with Drew McIntyre Allen. 
Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole, baby. Uh, you dick. Who's <laughs> uh, you, don't own you him. dick? <laughs> you don't own him, you uh, fucking. I'm actually going to agree with Jack. I'm also going to say Drew McIntyre. I think I'll make that three for the panel because I don't think Drew's winning, unfortunately. No. I do think he will be the guy to eliminate Brock Lesnar, and I do believe he'll be the guy who eliminates the most people in that match. He's someone. He's just. He's there. Mm. We've had our waiting time. He's there. You think he's slowly <laughs> making a face transition as well? Because he's getting a lot more reaction from the crowd now. I think he's doing that tweener thing. It's what we were talking about in the Raw report. Mm-hmm. We were saying he's been kind of given a bit of free reign to have that yeah. kind of control on the mic, kind of show his character. See, but this is what he's of, needed. You know, and he's actually getting popular now. When he's doing his like Claymore kick, he's doing that the one, countdown. Two, yeah, three. I'm totally he's, he's, he's not going to win it, but he's, he's certainly going to do well. But I still think Kane's going to eliminate Brock, and he'll eliminate. Fair enough. Uh, so that's going to do it here for us on Royal Rumble MVPs. This is our second of three Royal Rumble themed shows this month. Last week we did the Royal Rumble quiz that's available on Super Extra Tweet, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and all good Android podcasting sites. Or you can find the link to it at, on our Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram page at Super Extra Tweet on all of them. Suplex Retweet Extra. Easy for me to say. Is where you'll find all our raw reports, taking smack, not what you think. Start of the draft live and retro reviews, so much there. And I'll be good grabs. Okay. Uh, next week, three for three, the Royal Rumble review, Gary Kernan hosting, and then well we in Scotland like a wee square go in a Royal Rumble match. So a square go review the following week. Who's hosting Square Go? Yeah, Gary. Gary Houghton Square Go review as well. No, yeah, he's hosting. Such no Derek. No Derek. Sorry. Derek, no, I, Derek. You'll get Gary Kernahan next week, and then you will get Derek Kernahan the following week for a Royal Rumble Refer review. Just the Kernahan. <laughs> and then, <laughs> <laughs> then a Square Go review. So all that remains is to thank my panel. Thank you very much, Quacker. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Merci. Thank you, Jack. Well, thank you. Oddly, oddly That's it. That's it. Thank you, Alan. You're welcome. You don't know Ross is not poultry. <laughs> <laughs> Beat it, Bob <laughs> And thank you very much for standing out short notice, David Hockney. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thank you very much and good night. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f- you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now